Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and today I'm joined by two of my brothers. I just got to see them just a couple days ago, but I already miss you like crazy. So I'm excited to be here tonight to talk a little Disney. And I am talking about the great, I'm a start to my north, the great Mr. Mike. What is up, brother? Not much, man. Not much. Just hanging in there. Uh, I, you know, I thought I had a couple of days off when I got back from work. Um, unfortunately, they called me into work today. I got that 4 a.m. phone call saying, hey, we need you to come in. And I'm like, sure. Uh, most normal people don't answer their phones at 4 a.m., but me, the team player that I am, answered my phone. And I kind of had some stuff that I wanted to get done today, but I didn't get it done. And now I got to work the whole weekend. But um, you know, listen, I, I got I got day off yesterday. Me and Laura got to hang out. You know, we were away during the Halloween Horror Nights last week. We had an absolute blast. So I missed her. So we got to have some, you know, some time yesterday, me and her. We did some shopping done and some stuff around the house. I liked the extra day, but unfortunately I had to work today. And uh, I'm a little tired, but um, not too bad. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to do this tonight. This was the highlight of my day after my miserable morning. So um, I'm looking forward to talking a little Disney with you guys tonight. I was so bummed to get that text from you that said you got called in because you and I rode together. So we had to drive back uh, from from Orlando back. And, and I was so bummed because you were like, yeah, I'm the last on call. Hopefully I don't get called in. And then all of a sudden this morning you're like, I got called mm-hmm. in. I'm like, oh, man, that's not fun. Not at all. Uh, but, you know, at least it's over now. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. Uh, well, I'm going to head a little south to someone who was also down for Universal Unleashed Nights of Fear event for this year. And, uh, man, I tell you what, I don't know if anyone on planet Earth had more fun than this guy. And that is the great Joe Q. What's up, bro? Dude, I really had a blast, man. I, I talked about it in the last Patreon episode. I had a, an absolute amazing time. I think I really appreciated it more this year because I was exposed to it for the first time last year. I knew what to kind of expect, so I knew like I could enjoy the haunts more. Uh, I had a great partner with Mike. You know, we were in a stack ready to go in, so I had a great <laughs> shield going into the haunted houses. So as long as Mike's there, I'll have a good time. But um, I will say this. Um, I got the new TV in the office here, right, working from home. And I've been inspired, man. You know, I've always liked Child's Play. I always liked Chucky. And seeing Chucky at Universal, at Cabana Bay, uh, in as one of the houses, uh, I've binge-watched uh, I'm through two and a half of the Child's Play's movies in the last two days. So I've been kind of, uh, you know, getting my, my Chucky on, for lack of a better term, right? So, uh, but uh, yeah, I've been enjoying Child's Play during the lunch breaks. and uh, But looking forward to tonight's show, back on the Disney train. So. I love it, man. I, I love... You, you know, one of my favorite things about you, Joe, is your childlike wonder at certain things. <laughs> like you, you appreciate things more than most, and I appreciate that about you. And watching you go through houses and like do these things, the pure enjoyment that you had was just—that's what it's all about. That it was so much fun, man. No, I, I mean, was, I'm not there for the scares, right? But I was like, I'm taking it all in, right? I, I'm. I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. And I said this in the last Patreon episode. Like, I think this might be one of the events I had the most fun. And I love the cruise. Like, the cruise is on another level. But, like, I really enjoyed this. I cannot wait 
I got waiting for you and Dan to mark the uh, dates for next year. Like, I'm already ready to like put my reservation down, get my tickets. Like SeaWorld, uh, Hollow Scream, absolutely amazing too. That might have been the best thing ever. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it for next year. For well, sure. I'll be doing the events with my daughter uh, when this episode comes out in just a couple days. So uh, I'll be doing them one more time. So I'll be thinking about you as I go through the Chucky House. And also next year's event, you have inspired it because next year's event we have already moved from Dockside, and we're going over to Cabana Bay. So that way, the entire group can go bowling there in Cabana nice. Bay with the Drake Joe Q. Uh, so super stoked about that. As you can probably tell, I'm a little bit under the weather. I am, uh, I'm actually on the men's compared to what I have been. But, uh, of course, it's that post uh, having too much fun kind of crud that I got. But I am back at it and excited to be here to chat Disney. And, man, we've got a great topic because, listen, boys, listen, it's September the 21st. I mean, if any point in this year is the right time. Now is the right time to do the episode we're about to do because nothing screams September in Disney like getting ready for Christmas time in Disney. So we're taking it holly jolly into the parks and around the resorts as we take you through the seven things you must do this year if you are going to visit the parks this christmas uh yeah i know it's early uh mike but a lot of people are starting to plan their trips for this uh this november and this december and they're starting to plan the things that they want to do and we thought you know what let's be first this year let's be the first one that comes out and says this is your not miss things you have to do on your next vacation yeah, yesterday was a day of Laura and I putting up our Halloween decorations. So uh, it, is, it is a little weird for me to be talking about Christmas, but I do know that a lot of the Christmas stuff is up in the um, in some of the uh, big chain stores already, too. I think we went to Hobby Lobby the other day, and they had all the Christmas stuff out and Christmas trees. And, uh, you know, we were doing some shopping for some decorations in the house, and Laura says, well, look at this. All the Christmas stuff is out already. And she uh, almost bought a tree while we were there. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, is it really ever too soon to decorate for Christmas? Maybe not. I mean, considering our fall decorations just went up yesterday. But uh, but I'm excited to talk about Christmas time. It's a fun time of year. It's one of my favorite times of year. Uh, and Co- I was in Costco and Sam's today. They all had their Christmas stuff up. And I think it just inspired me, Joe. Listen, if there's anything we know that if it wasn't for Halloween, Disney would start Christmas literally in July. And they would just do it for six straight months. I think they would have Christmas maybe at Epcot and they would have the Halloween party over to Magic. They have them running parallel to each other. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, they don't. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> but uh, that's what they would be doing, buddy. Listen, in the Quattrochi house, uh, my wife is the queen of Christmas in July uh, when it's on QVC or HSN, whichever you know is your poison. Uh, it's on our TV that whole week or however days it's running. So she loves Christmas. She will make Christmas cookies all week long leading up to uh, the holiday season. So, I mean, look, it, we, there's always Christmas going on at Quattrochi House. So this is talking, you know, Christmas around the end of September. Eh, not really too out of the ordinary. No, nah, I love it. Let's get into it, boys, because there are some places around the parks that you cannot miss if you are going this November or December to uh, to Walt Disney World. So we're going to start at number seven, and we are putting these in order of from, look, they all are not missed, but we're going to put them in order of what you should definitely do being your number one. Boys, at number seven, we're heading over to one of the theme parks, and uh, we're going to spend some time with the animals over in Animal Kingdom. I think this park, more than most, Joe, uh, kind of does less with Christmas than um, really anywhere else on property. No, I mean, it's... 
thinking off the top of my head without doing any kind of research right now. I really don't know what they really do for Christmas over there. You know, think about the Hollywood studios, you know, you got Gertie has got the, the, the ornaments hanging from his mouth. And he's got the hat on. So, you know, they got the decorations down Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard. Everybody's got their own thing, but for animal kingdom, I'm not really, I don't really know too much that they do there, but, uh, you know, I guess you got to start somewhere. You might as well hit up Animal Kingdom during the holidays and uh, see what they got. I'm sure there's something there, right? Am I missing something? Or well, I'm sure Mike can help us out. Mike, if you were going to run us through some of the things that they have at Animal Kingdom this year, roll me through the highlights. Yeah, well, I was very interested in finding out this because, you know, I've been to the holidays. I've, I've been to the park around the holidays. You know, I've done the, the old school Osborne lights over in uh, Hollywood Studios back when they had that. So when we were talking about this topic, this is something that I didn't know much about. I didn't know anything about the Animal Kingdom theme park because we really never spent time over there when the Christmas time came. And I'm um, looking into some of the stuff that they have. I mean, obviously, some of the decor that they have, they have some uh, festive stuff around the park that they do. Um, you know, they, they actually have a thing called Mary uh, Mangere. It's a uh, Discovery Island comes to life with a uh, menagerie. Men- menagerie. 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 Sorry. It's, this is my. Hey, that's my. my <laughs> wait, don't don't worry. That's my. Uh, what, what was the one I did? Um, the uh, the the where you get the. Or divorce. Oh, divorce. You know? Yes, yes. Or divorce. We'll have divorce our word. So. That's okay. <laughs> well, anyway, Discovery Island comes to life with all kinds of puppets and Arctic animals like penguins, reindeer, foxes, and polar bears. Um, the, the, the Tree of Life has a shimmering and sparkling event. I've seen some people post that before. So uh, it kind of brings some memories to people posting pictures when they were down in uh, the Animal Kingdom last year around the holiday time. Seeing that shimmering, sparkling stuff around the tree was very, very cool. And uh, they have some uh, Disney pals at the Adventure Outpost, uh, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, all decked out in holiday attire. So, you know, if you're in the parks at time of year and you want to get maybe that great Christmas picture, you know, look for Minnie and Mickey Mouse uh, all in their, you know, holiday getup. Joe, this is kind of an interesting park to visit because really it is, it's very minimalistic with Christmas. Well, first of all, thank you, Mike, for uh, saving me there. <laughs> you know, at least I have something to do now if I'm around. Uh, Animal Kingdom for the holidays. Uh, yeah, I mean, just maybe it just doesn't fit in with the whole theme. I mean, it, they, you know, everybody, listen, Disney, Christmas, everybody associated with the Magic Kingdom, even with a little bit with Epcot, you know, with Festival of the Holidays going on. I mean, you're really not thinking Animal Kingdom. It's the least attended park, so they probably put the least amount of effort into it. And think about that, man. Like, they're going from, like, a super changeover from the holiday, from the Halloween party and the fall decorations to the Christmas. So they probably put a lot more of that effort into the Magic Kingdom and Epcot and the studios. So that's probably why the Animal Kingdom doesn't get as much love as it should get. But, you know, it's still, from what Mike describes and what they're doing with the Tree of Life and some of the other events around there uh, and, and the other um, decor, it's going to at least give you that little bit of that holiday touch to know that when you're in the park, it is Christmas season and you're down at Walt Disney World for it. So. Can we can we go off topic for a second? Sure. Because you, you made a point, and I've always, I've always thought about this, and I've never said it out loud, So and it's just us, so let's just do this. It's it's the least attended park, right, out of the four. And it's not even close. It's not close. Yet it's by far the most expensive park to run, and it's not close. Mm-hmm. Do you think if Disney had it to do again, they would do Animal Kingdom a little differently? Uh, maybe not the same size and scope, like maybe not have the Savannah the way it is. I mean, look, it's super unique, and I love that it does that. And I love that you get that because I don't think you can get that really anywhere else unless you're literally on an, an African savanna. But do you think at times they sit back and go, it's almost like the time I had a few too many eggnogs and ordered a row machine from Amazon. 
And I didn't realize till after I'd ordered it what I, you know, the next morning what I had done, you know, was ordered this like $2,000 rowing machine that my wife was going to murder me um, and had to return it, had to return it. Do you think Disney ever has a glimpse back and says, maybe we should have thought about this a little differently and not, you know, not, not spent so much money, but not been invested for so much money for the foreseeable future? You're being like a DVC owner, right? This is, um, it's like, you know, it, it's the original cost of like your contract is not your biggest bill. It's the maintaining the maintenance Correct. over the 50 years. And I think it's kind of the same situation goes here at Animal Kingdom where, yes, I got the park set up. Joe Rody did a great job designing. It's beautiful. It's super hot, right? I mean, it's it's hot. It's, you know, it's Animal Kingdom hot. It's, it's got its own saying. But I think if they knew what they knew now about maintaining it and what it costs to maintain, I think they probably would maybe do something completely different <laughs> and not go down the, uh, I mean, you're seeing, like, listen, Mike understands, uh, you know, we grew up in the tri-state area, you know, Great Adventure down in uh, central mm-hmm. Jersey. I think they're closing their safari. I mean, I know Bush Gardens in Tampa is, is kind of. They dialed way back. They dialed way back. So I yeah. think, you know, it's, it's an expensive and there's, there's all kinds of rules and stuff. So. There might be a little bit of buyer's remorse, right? I mean, so I think they would maybe go, I think they would dial it back completely and go a whole different route. But, you know, what's done is done. And I, I think there's no way they could turn backwards on that. That would look horrible if they turned backwards and got rid of the animals. I mean, they have to find homes for them all. So I just, I don't think it's possible. No, you, you can't, you can't change it now, Mike. There's no way. But I mean, when you look at it, because legitimately, if you look at the numbers, it's, it, the attendance is, not only low for the four parks, it falls typically sometimes even outside the top 10 of, of theme parks <laughs> in the area. I mean, it's, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Like what happens with that theme park at times. And I love animal kingdom. I think it's great. And I think it, I think it really brings what Walt Disney, you know, he, he had a love for nature and a love for animals, but looking at where Walt Disney, the Disney company is right now financially, you know, you kind of look at that park and you go, man, like they would never put it on the chopping block, but it may be the hindrance of a fifth gate, to be honest. Yeah, I think the only way they could probably redeem themselves. I mean, listen, I'm someone who owns Animal Kingdom Lodge as my DVC, and we have the highest maintenance points out of pretty much all of the resorts. I mean, that's kind of what we knew getting into that because of obviously the maintenance of the animals. Um, the only thing that I can think of that they could possibly do is more of like the Avatar expansions, where you're not bringing more animals into, but you're bringing more of a draw to the park. I mean, when they first opened the whole Pandora Land, it was a huge rush for people to go there, really boosted up the attendance, and people went to a typical fantasy land you know it's a place that really doesn't exist Mm -hmm. there was no maintenance when it came to animals so i think if they want to really kind of maybe get their money's worth add another land expand that park don't spend so much time expanding some of the other parks expand that park to the more um you know listen you had that whole dino land area we talked about how that area could be a lot of you know we've, we've We've beaten to death quite a few times on, you know, how we can revitalize that area. Um, and if you bring in, if you're not bringing in animals to that area, if you're bringing in just more of a draw to the park, you might get your attendance up a little bit. So, you know, maybe focus some more on the um, not so animalistic part. Keep the animals you have, but you know, just try and <coughs> just try. Excuse me, just try and um, get more of the crowd draw with some of the other fantasy type stuff. Yeah, 100. percent And look, I mean, they're bringing new things into that area with, you know, tropical Americas coming in, uh, to kind of take over those areas. But it's, yeah, I mean, I just want to, I just want to chat about that. It's been on my brain for a long time. Cause you know, we keep talking about, Oh, we, people always ask, are we getting a fifth gate? Are we getting a fifth gate? Are we getting a fifth gate? And the answer is always going to be for the infinite future is going to be, no, we're not going to get a fifth gate at Disney. 
Um, and the reason for a lot of the reason for uh, some of the reason for it, I think, is because of the cost and the the they're always in the red with the animal kingdom. Like just they always are. Like and they uh, realistically, Joe, they probably always will be. Like I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah. It's it's a cost of doing business. I mean, and it's just and we're going to discuss this obviously probably in our Patreon later on. But you know, a lot of the announcements that have come out, everything is an expansion. There's no need like you know the the, the competition down the street built a whole new park because they're out of room. Right. <laughs> so they had to go somewhere else to do to expand on. But Disney, it's just going to be expansions. So that's kind of what we're looking at. So that, that fifth gate ain't coming anytime soon. But yeah, I agree. This could be one of those things like it's there. There's a lot attached to the animal kingdom. The, the resorts are there and stuff. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's just kind of the cost of doing business. Well, I tell you what, one of the costs of doing business, if you were going on a Walt Disney World vacation, is you've got to take your money because you've got to buy at number six, you've got to buy and take in and enjoy some of the great holiday snacks and merchandise that are coming this year to the parks. Now, I will say this. We have not, we do not know yet. Uh, all of the great uh, holiday snacks that we will see. We will get those coming real soon. But I do want to talk about a couple things. We do know for a fact that this year, Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar will have brand new decor, holiday-inspired menu items. So that will be a not-miss as you go over to Jock Lindsay's over there. And looking at some of the merchandise, I really enjoy it. Kind of retro. Uh, you can check it out. They've got some candy cane sweaters with old-school Mickey and Minnie on them. Uh, some new Crocs for the Crocs people. Do you all wear Crocs? I can't wear Crocs. I actually do, man. I'm actually checking out the Crocs on the site right now. It's a little preview. Yeah, they're actually kind of festive. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, their Crocs are weird. Um, you know, like they're weird to get used to them at first, but once you get used to them, it, they're actually pretty good. So. What do they say? What are the two like modes? Like, there's, I'm sure there's like teenagers yelling right now if they're listening. Like, there's like, so you have, when, when you have the back up, it's like a, one mode. And then if you have the back forward. forward, it's a different mode. You know what I mean? So you put your Crocs in like different gears almost. Yeah, mine, mine are forward facing. So are they? I, mean, I don't know what that I, means about you. Well, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I I live dangerously because I don't have them strapped <laughs> to the back of my heels. So if you if you know what the Croc terms are, get a hold of us. Uh, I don't see Mike do wearing you, Crocs. Mike, you're not a Crocs guy, are you? Uh, no. Never out in public. I wear them if I'm doing like yard work or something. Oh, really? You got some? I, only for yard work. I think they're the most uncomfortable shoe made in the history of the planet. I think when, mm. when Neanderthals years ago used to strap rocks to their feet, I think they were more comfortable than Crocs. I'll use it to wash my car because the way my feet don't get wet and my shoes don't get wet. So <clears throat> I don't like being outside barefoot. So if I'm doing something outside where it involves like water, then I'll wear the Crocs. But other than that, I'll never bring them out in public. So sorry for my public Croc wearing people, but um, I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Joe, would you wear them in the parks? Not in the parks, no. I, I, same thing with Mike. I wear them like I wore them to bowling last night. Uh, I wear them to wash the car uh, or like to go outside and about just like locally, like to go to the mailbox. I wear them around the house in case like your feet get you know, get kind of sore from walking on the uh, the tile all the time. So it's just easy to slip on the Crocs. But uh, it's not something like I'm not going to – like I'm going on a cruise this Saturday. I'm not bringing them on my cruise. Yeah. Um, so like, right. yeah, I don't yeah, I don't really wear them out and about like that. It's mostly just around the house bumming around. But, yeah, I would not definitely not wear them in the parks. Because no, they make your feet really sweat too. Even without some people wear them with socks, I don't understand that. Um, but even if you wear them just barefoot, you still got like this heavy piece of rubber on your foot, and it makes your feet sweat. So yeah, I'm not. I, I can't. I I, th- I think I think at one point I had a pair, and I did like Mike. I would wear them outside, but then it was I'd, I'd rather wear duct tape on my feet than wear them <laughs> around. It's just it's not comfortable in the least. Uh, so yeah, we'll have a lot more merch coming out. Uh, so excited about that. Moving on to number five, Joe. We are right down your alley because at number five 
of the must-do things that you have to see this year at Walt Disney World during Christmas. It is Resort Hop to see all the Disney Resort lobbies. Joe, take it away. Yeah, I mean, this is something that everybody's got to see. First of all, it's free. So you don't need to buy a ticket or get into an online queue or, uh, you know, spend hundreds of dollars to enjoy something. There's staples that are out there during the Christmas time. Gingerbread House at the, at the uh, Grand Floridian. You've got the amazing Christmas tree at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Similar concept over at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Every resort's got its, I mean, uh, the Contemporary's got an amazing display in there. Every resort has its own kind of twist on things. Even if you go over to Old Key West, they do a nice, like, tree in the corner. Uh, they, a lot of times the cast members will decorate the trees themselves with, like, ornaments or pictures that mean... Uh, a lot to uh, you know, lots of them and stuff like that. So there's something for everybody at every resort that you can go and check out. It doesn't cost you anything, and you can make a day out of it. You can make a half day out of it, even if it's like a rainy day and, and, you know, during December or November. And you're like, ah, eh, we don't want to trek around the parks. You go resort hop. I mean, go and check it out. Have a drink, have some lunch. I mean, you could definitely make a day out of it. It's a great tradition. It's one of the things I'm glad to see that the Disney company still spends the money on those things. Are not cheap to do. That gingerbread house is not cheap to, to uh, construct. Those trees in Wilderness Lodge are not cheap. Uh, so I, I'm really excited to, uh, to partake in that every year. It's great. They make for great photos as well. So if you want to add those to your Christmas cards for years to come, uh, no better place to uh, have a, a portrait or picture uh, than to have it in front of like a Christmas decoration at a resort for sure. Joe, I'm going to put you on the spot. Top sure. three must-do lobbies during Christmas. Oh, Grand Floridian, Wilderness Lodge, and I would say probably Animal Kingdom Lodge. In that order? One, two, three. Uh, I, you know what, man? I, I'd say Wilderness Lodge is number one with the fireplace. Really? Yes, okay. I love it. That's, that is an amazing lobby. The gingerbread yeah. house is number two uh, because it's such an, like, an interesting thing. You also buy pieces of the gingerbread house. Um, I'm, it'd be interesting to see what the Grand Floridian lobby pretty much done now if they're going to still have that. I, th- I assume they would, um, you know, but they just put this brand new lobby in. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the Wilderness Lodge is just an unbelievable, it's such an underrated lobby. And during the holidays, it makes you feel like you're home. Like it really does. does it, you don't even feel like you're in Central Florida. Yeah. Can I give you an underrated one? Sure. Boardwalk. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's fantastic. They, um, they do a lot in there for the, for the limited space they have. It's a really, really great one. Um, I, I, you know, you don't have the massive tree because you don't have the space and stuff like that. It's kind of the same thing happening like for Saratoga. You know, you don't have the you don't have the space to really to really rock it out. But for what they do over there, it's really nice. Um, I really enjoy the boardwalk lobby at Christmas. But for me, and I think Mike, you're going to agree with me. Uh, there's something about walking into Animal Kingdom Lodge and seeing that tree and the backdrop of it. That is for me, it takes my breath away. Yeah, it's a massive lobby to begin with, and it's a it's a breathtaking lobby when you walk into the Jambo House, and um, when it gets that whole you know Christmas decoration element to it. Also, it's definitely one of my favorite lobbies to walk into. I mean, it's my favorite lobby to walk into on a regular basis. But when you have that warm Christmas spirit, and I, I know I know that smells there all the time, but I think the the Boma just smells a little bit different when uh, when when you come in during the Christmas time. I don't know if they uh, they they spice What's it up nutmeg? a little bit. Yeah, yeah a little little, yeah. little spice in there. A little, uh, you know, but I, I, I actually love it. It's one of my favorite things. We, um, we've done the Christmas time in Disney, and we've stayed at the Animal Kingdom, and I've seen it decorated, and I loved it a lot. Can I give you another must-do, Joe, that uh, people, I think they overlook this when they, re- especially if you're going to, let's say, Monorail Crawl, uh, the resorts for Christmas, which, the, you know, the Polly's not, you're not really getting much for that one for mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, 
you've got to go the Enchanted Rose during Christmas. With the decorations and just the the way it's set up, and then after walking through the lobby right there, it's a great pit stop um, if you're just checking out lobbies and stuff like that before maybe you hit up Magic Kingdom. Um, you know, go over to kind of do the monorail crawl, go over to Magic Kingdom for a little bit, and then go over to Wilderness Lodge, see the tree, and then go out to Geyser Point and, you know, watch the electric water pageant come through. And it's a really great way to spend a day that's you know you don't really have to even hit the parks like you could you could realistically just hit resorts and justin i i know our loyal ddp family and listeners are screaming at the radio right now i was so focused on resort lobbies that i failed to recognize that if you have the opportunity you need to go over to disney's fort wilderness resort yes. and campground um because i'd say probably from hollow the end of halloween through probably january um, there are people that stay there for like a month. I don't know if it's like a maximum that Disney allows them to stay there, but they set up amazing inflatables, decorations. They, they Their RVs are done. Uh, you could walk around. You could, I believe, still rent a golf cart, but I'd be a fraud and missed if I didn't mention that. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot to mention Fort Wilderness. So if you get the chance to go over to Fort Wilderness as well, that is an adventure all in of its own. Um, and you will find the owners of the RV sitting outside and they will talk to you about their decorations and how long it takes to put them up and they'll explain them to you and they'll they'll show them off. They're very proud of them. And it's just a very interesting, uh, interesting setup. Um, you know, you're not just seeing something that Disney put up. These are people just bringing the stuff with them and it's just, it's a really cool experience. So Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground not to be missed as well. Well, you know, I think Mike's done it before. Uh, and that's take a horse-drawn carriage ride, you know, through have you done that over there right or was that jay it was jay i haven't done the horse-drawn carriage yeah take a horse-drawn carriage ride around the property during christmas what you want bonus points that's the way you get bonus points on a disney vacation i absolutely love it um so yeah coming at number five resort hop go see those disney resort lobbies so much to offer around the holidays over there and look it doesn't cost you a dime it can be completely free you can go and just enjoy all the scenery take those awesome pictures be a pick of the week one week. Uh, post them over on DDP Today over on Facebook. Uh, let's go to number four because this one's big, Mike, and it's it became a must-do for our family a few years back, and that is visit Disney Springs because there's so much to do during the holidays over at Springs. Yeah, I mean, Springs is one of those things that, that if you're not doing that as part of your regular Disney trip, you're missing out because there's a lot of great entertainment there during the year. I mean, uh, we love that. That becomes part of our regular, you know, when you plan your park days, you have to have Disney Springs somewhere in your mix because there's just so much to do over there. It's not just shopping. It's not just that. The entertainment value is there very especially uh, d- during the holiday time. I mean, there are certain things you can do there, like you can meet Santa Claus there. There's special pictures you can take. They have DJs. They have toy soldiers, stilt walkers, and snowflake skaters. So much that that Christmas vibe you get going on. And if you're not in the Christmas mood, if it's you know November, December, that'll definitely put you in that kind of mood. Um, I know something that we talked about in a previous episode because you did actually did it, Justin, and it very, intrigued me very much, and that was the Christmas tree stroll. It was very, very cool. Uh, you got to Love talk it. about that a little bit. Um, I haven't done that yet. It's something that's definitely on my bucket list to do when I do go to Disney Springs. Um, the, the, the Christmas tree stroll is very highly recommended. A lot of our DDP family have done it, and they've posted pictures on our group from there, and we've got to see some great pictures from that. Um, they have flurries that, that, that they do. They do the uh, the fake snow you'll see during nighttime. We talked about Jock, Jock Lindsay's before with some of their holiday items. So when you go to Disney Springs, it's not, you know, it's not really the fifth gate, but it's definitely part of your vacation that you should do. 
Oh, I completely like the Christmas tree stroll for me is something that I think a lot of people they they don't know it's there. One, that's the problem. Like the, the problem is they just don't know that it's there. And once they go and you experience that, because here's the thing. One, it's free. You know, you can go. It's, you know, anyone can go experience it. You don't have to have a park reservation. You don't have to have a ticket. You don't have to be staying on Disney property. You can, you know, you can just go experience it there. But also, we all have that favorite Disney movie or Disney attraction that we love. And being able to stroll around and see the tree that you have been looking forward to and take pictures in front of it. And and it's just, it makes the holidays really nice. I preferred it more years ago when all the trees were in one set location and you could just stroll through the trees. Uh, I understand Joe, why they changed it because it did become extremely crowded. It did become a mass of people, you know, stopping and all that because the trees were relatively close to one another, but it is kind of fun too to kind of walk all throughout Springs and find the trees and, you know, and, and to do the little things and, 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 you know, kind of do the seek and finds and all that. I, I, I think Disney Springs is such an underrated part of Walt Disney World during Christmas. Yeah, I mean, so first of all, yeah, it's definitely a marketing play, right? They want you to get to walk around the property to see all the different restaurants and shops and spread everybody out a little bit, right? I mean, like, and if you still want to see where they're at, they're over, the old locations over by the current Uber lift drop-off area yeah. over over there. You can still see kind of where they were at, but um, no, it's definitely, it definitely makes it more fun. It's a little bit of an adventure, right? It gets you to to, to look maybe in places that you normally wouldn't look and to, to stop and look around. And, and for some reason, man, like, I don't know what it is, but when you're walking through the marketplace section and they have all those twinkly lights in the trees that are there all yeah, season, I know. it just always seems better after Thanksgiving to Christmas. Like, it just seems like it's more magical. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a, the Christmas tree thing. It's fun. I think the kids really like it and it gets you to walk around and see other parts of the Springs you normally wouldn't see. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's good times. Also too, just want to add in there. Um, if you want to partake in a little bit of more of the adult side of it, they've got like the alcoholic eggnog that you normally can't find. Uh, so they have like some other kind of specialty cocktails at some of their uh, little kiosks throughout Disney Springs as well. So you can still have a little bit of the holiday joy. While uh, on the Christmas tree trail. So. There you go. Uh, let's move on to number three. Coming in at number three, you're going back to the parks and you are taking a journey over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. So much great Christmas magic happening in studios this year. And we're going to get into one of the big ones first. But let me let me run you through what you can do just with a ticket and a park reservation for Hollywood Studios. They have, of course, for the first time in forever, a frozen sing-along celebration where you are going to get a holiday finale featuring Olaf, uh, which I love I love that short. Have you guys seen the Olaf uh, first time in forever? The, 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 the special that they did. I don't think I have. I don't think. So. I don't oh, think goodness. So oh, it's on uh, Disney plus. Go watch it. It's fantastic. You, you, you'll skip Halloween. You'll like it so much. <laughs> you're just going to, you're going to have, you're going to come in with an eggnog and a candy cane next week. Justin, boys. I've been watching child's play for the last three years. We need to bring you down a little bit. Uh, yeah. Go check it out. Oh, it's got, it's got some amazing songs. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm excited about this. Uh, also they have sunset seasons greetings where you can, uh, of course, gaze the wonders Hollywood tower hotel is transformed nightly with Hollywood projections or holiday projections. I've always loved that they do this. I love that they use that. We need to be able to, 
really, really showcase their holiday uh, kind of traditions there and, and, and put it up on the, on, the, on the big tower itself. Really, really good stuff. Uh, of course, Hollywood uh, and Vine always does. Minnie always takes it over and has all just a great meal and decorations going on. You can get those awesome pictures there at Hollywood and Vine. And lastly, Toy Story Land characters are in their holiday attire. So head over to uh, see Woody, Buzz, and all the pals over there as they're dressed in their holiday attire. But that's not the big news coming out of Disney this year with Hollywood Studios because before now, we've only had one extra ticketed event when it comes to Christmas. Now we get a second one. This year, coming to Hollywood Studios, we have Disney Jollywood Nights. Select nights November the 11th through December the 20th. You will be able to purchase a separate ticket to attend this event, and I'm going to run you through some of the stuff you're going to be able to do. It's that step into the shimmering holiday scene with glitz and glam galore, including dapper decor. Be, uh, behold Yuletide Entertainment with live bands, a musical variety show, and the return of Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, Nighttime Spectacular. Explore swanky venues and theme entertainment areas where you can dance the night away. Enjoy some favorite attractions with low wait times, of course. Encounter some nostalgic characters, I always love when they say that, who spread their holiday cheer, which means that we're going to get some t- some characters we don't rarely, we rarely, rarely see, and they're going to be dressed up in their Christmas uh, Christmas swag. And, of course, treat your senses to specially sips and bites available for purchase. And, of course, uh, alcoholic beverages for guests 21 and older. Uh, sorry for all of our overseas that can drink at 18 over here in the U.S., got to be 21 uh and of course disney photo pass offerings as well this is uh brand new the here's i want to get your all's opinion on it before we move on to two and one because look if i'm gonna pay the money and and i you know for me it's one of those things that i if i'm gonna pay the money i'm probably gonna go to somewhere else an extra ticketed event while i'm on property but this is something kind of kind of new and kind of kind of unique uh that we're looking into but it does seem like they are also taking things that are, let's say, you know, were offered free previously. Does that make sense? Uh, and kind of throwing it into a ticketed event now. And this is not cheap, guys. It is $159 for adults and children. No discount. Uh, all the way up to December. Uh, sorry, uh, November 29th. And then starting on December the 4th through for the 4th, the 6th, the 16th, the 18th, and the 20th. That's the only nights that's available in December. It is $169 per person. Joe, uh, it's a pretty penny. Yeah, it's very limited too, which I'm surprised. But I mean, look, if this is something that if you're maybe from overseas, you're from across the pond, you're here for two, three weeks, and you maybe want to kind of mix up your nights and this is something within your budget, then absolutely, man, this is something different to do. Um, but for us, we maybe go a little bit more. Like I said, some of these offerings have been kind of free back in the day. Maybe you got to weigh the value. What's important to you? What's not? I mean, maybe you get to ride some of the rides that normally have a longer wait. Uh, you're at, you know, maybe, uh, if, if galaxy's edge is open, you know, and you can get onto, you know, some of the attractions over there, maybe it's worth it for you. But like I said, it's up to the individual for me, uh, maybe not so much. I'd rather maybe go to a different party, which may or may not be on our list later on. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I listen, I like that they're trying to do something different. So even though maybe there was some things that were offered free before, they're trying some new things and they're not making it mandatory. And they're really not taking too much away from like select nights. So they're not closing the park like right. 25 nights in a row, you know, so early. So I don't know. It might not be my thing, but maybe for you and your family, it might be good for you. So. Yeah, Mike, he's speaking of select nights. So it's actually sold. It starts November the 11th. That event is sold out. Uh, but the other dates available are the 18th, the 20th, the 27th, the 29th. Um, and then the... 
4th, the 6th, the 16th, the 18th, 20th. So 10 nights total that this event's available from November 11th through December 20th. I'd like to see the feedback on it, you know, see if it's worth going to, you know, what people say after they've done it. Um, I still have a bad taste in my mouth that they got rid of the Osborne lights. I mean, that was the greatest thing that Hollywood mm. Studios ever. And it was free, Mike. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to, uh, you know, to, to, to really warm my heart when it comes to Hollywood Studios. I'm still uh, upset at them for getting rid of those lights. But, um, but yeah, I mean, listen, if, if it, people do it this year and they want to try it and they get good feedback, then maybe going forward they'll add a few more nights and maybe I'll uh, jump on the bandwagon one year. Let's play a game. Let's uh let's see let's see what's let's see what let's take Mike's family. Uh let's we're gonna take him it's close to Christmas. He wants to go. Mike, your family of four, uh seven hundred and nineteen dollars and ninety six cents. That including tax? <laughs> that includes taxes. That's that's total. Yeah. I, I I could think of a few other things to do with the family with that kind of money. <laughs> you could do two fireworks cruises, Mike. You could do two. Yeah. Yeah. You could you could essentially pay for like almost three nights at a value. What that costs? Oh, easily three extra whole days. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. These extra ticketed events are getting pretty, uh, pretty, pretty pricey. So, uh, but anyway, we'll see. I mean, maybe. I think what you're paying for here is, and also we we're all DVC owners, so we have things like Moonlight Magic and stuff like that, where we get access to the parks at times. You know, with very very little weights and all that. You're paying for you get the extra Christmas stuff, but really you're paying for having a low queue for rise and a low queue for smugglers and toy story midway mania and slinky and tower terror and you know that's what you, i think you're legitimately ultimately paying for yeah so uh well journeying from hollywood studios we're heading over to number two on our list and i am excited about it because this is actually my favorite park at christmas i am a weirdo i know but we're heading over to epcot joe run me through the highlights of everything you can do at epcot this year during the holidays. Yeah, everybody thinks about Magic Kingdom all the time. We see the parade on TV on Christmas morning. We're opening up presents. But I think Epcot's almost the epicenter of Christmas during, or for at least during, for Christmas during the uh, holiday season at Walt Disney World. Um, they've got the, uh, the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays, uh, which is kind of like an extension of essentially food and wine. You know, maybe yep. toned by a little bit, but you could be immersed within wondrous sights, sounds, and flavors of the season. That runs from about November 24th through December 30th. So you go right up to about New Year's Eve. Uh, you can savor treasured recipes from around the globe. They have different holiday kitchens uh, in the World Showcase Promenade. Uh, so that's kind of like a great thing. So you get a little bit of extra food and wine, but a little bit different with the holiday spin on it, which is great. To me, the granddaddy of them all, and it's a tradition. I talked about traditions at like the resorts and stuff. The Candlelight Processional is something that is absolutely amazing. Um, it's run, essentially, it's a, a stirring story of a Christmas presented by a celebrity narrator. I think probably the most famous is Neil Patrick Harris. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to go see him do it. Um, the great thing about the Candlelight Processional is that you could kind of even still take part in it, even if you don't have a ticket to kind of like loiter around the theater. Uh, it's not the same than being in the theater itself, but you, know, you can kind of get a little taste of it. So that's kind of the granddaddy of them all. Um, you could also meet, uh, you know, Jolly St. Nick, Santa Claus, he's over at the Odyssey Pavilion. I actually love that pavilion. Yes. Um, a restaurant back in the day, but they use it for all kinds of cool stuff. And it's cool that, you know, you could still meet Santa. The kids can meet Santa before Christmas, uh, like in an air-conditioned environment, which is good, too. So you're not, like, waiting in a hot queue. Um, Living with the Land has got the glimmering greenhouses. They kind of celebrate 
Uh, the most bountiful time of the year with a special voyage through the greenhouses with uh, glimmering and dazzling lights. So it's kind of cool that they kind of incorporate that into a classic Epcot attraction uh, that runs from November 24th through the 30th. It kind of seems to be a theme of when they're doing their holiday um, events at Epcot. And the last is just a holiday entertainment. They have uh, storytellers, uh, talk about Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, the Lunar New Year, all kinds of other the holiday season, everybody gets to celebrate. It doesn't matter what your race, religion, creed is. Uh, there's something for everybody there. And uh, that's kind of been going on for a while, too. We can go around the World Showcase Promenade or wherever those uh, events are being held and kind of listen to those uh, the stories there. So there's a lot of really cool things going on at Epcot, plus all the amazingness that is World Showcase uh, itself. And, you know, it's a, it's a great – and, and it, you know what's great about it, Justin? It's 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 the largest park, so everybody can spread out. It yeah. can hold a lot of people, and you're not like all crammed on Main Street or whatever. Like it's, it's there's you can go to different parts of the park to see different things. And uh, yeah, Epcot to me is one of the epicenters of uh, the Christmas time at uh, Walt Disney World. A few things. Uh, one, I've talked about this on previous years when we've talked Christmas, when we've done DDP episodes on on Christmas, especially at Epcot. I this was one of the only times when I've taken Riley and we've not done one attraction, nothing is because we've been able to go through World Showcase and see La Bafana and see, you know, uh, over Norway and hear the story. And, you know, like, that, she really enjoyed that aspect of the day was seeing how other cultures celebrate the holidays. And it was really, really neat, um, especially when she was a little bit younger and she was able to go back to school and, like, her teacher made a big deal about it. She was able to talk about her day and show pictures and do that kind of stuff. So I really love the fact that, you know, it does take you outside of just what we're all used to and what we've grown up with, and it kind of presents this, because that's what Epcot is. You know, we all are traditionalists when it comes to Epcot in the show, and that's what Epcot is. It's learning through, really, edutainment, you know, uh, as, as you would say. And so I really appreciate the fact that they keep that, and it's been a staple with this time of year in Epcot for a long time. Two, it's going to be interesting. Uh, this is new for Santa. So Santa, typically, you could always meet him in the American Pavilion, um, so this will be new for Santa um, being over there in the Odyssey Pavilion. So that'll be neat. I'm sure they'll have a really, really cool uh, setup with Slay and all that kind of stuff going on there. So I'm excited to see that. And then uh, three, I have to admit something. I've never seen the Candlelight Processional. So uh, don't, you're not alone. I haven't had a seat in the theater that's, for Okay, it. that's it. Me too. I've seen it. I've never, I've never set down and watched it yeah i'm the same thing yeah i've seen it i've seen it like done on like when they've live streamed it or somebody has live streamed it but yeah mike have you ever done it no as a matter of fact when i would when we're going over this list and we're talking about the stuff that we were you know wanted to do or have done or you know looking forward to doing this was the number one thing on my list uh and like you've said i've seen the live streams of it but i've never been able to do it in person and i think if i had to just pick one thing one time right now that's what i would want to be there to do I think it's for me. I would have to do one of the dining packages, you know. Uh, that would be kind of the only way I'd because the, the the especially if you get someone really popular like Neil Patrick Harris, the queue is just dumb long. I mean, it's like you have to line up two hours prior, you know, to 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 get a spot in that thing. Um, I but you know, you kind of mentioned it, Joe. You can stand out back in the American Pavilion and hear it and still still see it you know you don't have to have to be right there i don't think it's the same i don't feel like you feel like you're a part of the you know the the story i guess uh but i i've i've done it that way and it's it's fun it's definitely fun yeah i mean you won't be in it for the long haul if you're standing to the side but if you want to get a little taste of it you didn't get the uh, reservation 
or didn't get it in line in time. Because it does take a large commitment if you don't have the dining package to get in line and sit there and wait <laughs> for an open seat. So, uh, but yeah, you can kind of get a taste of it. And if it's something that you want to do, uh, I know a lot of people who've done it absolutely love it. They get the dining packages. They wait in line for it. Um, it's been around a really long time, and I hope it stays around for years to come. Can I? T- this has nothing to do with this. It has, it has to do with Epcot. Can I tell you one thing that's not happening at Eat to the Beat next year? What's that? But Joy Fatone is not going to be there because NSYNC's coming back on tour. They haven't announced it yet, but it's happening, baby, and we're wow. going. The five of us are heading, and we're going to be bye-bye. We're going to all – it's going to be a blast. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, it's going to be so much. People are losing their minds, and I am excited for it. I saw NSYNC when I was 16, and uh, it was good, man. It's we're, Mike, we're going to have fun. Oh, we're going to have fun. We're going to wear shirts. Yeah, I got to work that day. No, you don't. <laughs> uh-uh. You're taking that day off. In sync, baby. Here we go. Um, so anyway, yeah, super excited about this. Um, Mike, before we move on to number one, something that, you know, I think we all really like, and I think a lot of people kind of overlook it, is what they do with living with the land. You know, doing the glimmering uh, uh, greenhouse with all the Christmas lights. I love living with the land. I know you do, too. So kind of a really, really cool experience. It is. And uh, even like around Halloween time, they have the, you know, the uh, the, the watermelon shape, uh, like the pumpkin yeah. shape like Mickey and stuff like that. So um, I like when they do all of those kind of little decorating things. Um, when they can add that little bit of a, you know, a, a twist to one of our favorite rides is kind of cool. You know, you don't get a lot of overlays in, you know, Magic Kingdom or in the, uh, you know, in the Disney World part. We get a lot of the overlays more on the California side. So when they're able to do that, uh, it's very cool. And we'll talk about one of those overlays coming up during the uh, the next part of our, uh, our our part. Yeah, let's take it to number one, of course, of the things you must do this year if you're going to be in the parks for the holidays. And uh, we, of course, are taking you over for Mickey's very merry Christmas party at the Magic Kingdom, running November the 9th through December 22nd. Uh, adults, they run uh, 159 to 199 Kids, 149 to 189 The AP DVC discount, if you have it, or $10 per ticket. Mike, take me through all those magical details that we get not only in the Magic Kingdom Park, but during Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Yeah, it's very, this is something that I've done before. Then I enjoyed doing this when the kids were younger. Um, it, we did it like mid-December, so it was actually pretty cold in, in uh, Disney World when we were able to do this, so I kind of liked it a lot. It really gave that kind of wintry feel. Um, you know, obviously you get to see the Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Fireworks Show. You know, we've talked about some of the other holiday shows, like when you do the uh, the Boo to You, uh, the Mickey's Not So Scary, they have the great fireworks show there too. They also have a specific, you know, Christmas fireworks show just for this event which is very cool um you have the uh mickey's once upon a time christmas parade which we've seen before you get to see that great christmas parade when you open your gifts like joe was saying on christmas morning they they broadcast it on tv it's one of my very very cool christmas parades to watch um i do enjoy my thanksgiving day parade when i you know when i get to see the macy's parade going on is to go to that as a kid but the mickey's christmas parade is very cool too um obviously we talked a little bit before about some of the characters being dressed up you get to see some of the characters there dressed up in their christmas best um Obviously, hey, with that price you're paying, you get free cookies and cocoa. So that's something that you might want to cash in on. Um, I've been there walking down Main Street where they had the fake snow going down the street, which is very, very cool. Uh, the decorations are great. And, um, you know, the, the good part about doing these parties, if they're not oversold, you get to do some of those attractions with low wait times as well. And one thing Mikey just brought up about the cookies is um, I talked earlier about my wife loves the Christmas in July stuff. The cookies are prepackaged, right? But they're made by a company that's actually a really reputable, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's a very reputable company. And when we picked up our cookies last year when we did Mickey's uh, Very Merry, 
um, my wife goes, oh, these are the cookies they sell on QVC. So they actually are a better, they're pre-packaged, but they're actually a better quality cookie that they do use. So I actually give Disney props. They're not, they're not going out to, to Walmart and buying like the, the cheap stuff. that's like 49 cents. Like they're actually like decent cookies that you get for the party. So I give them props for that, that, you know, the snacks they are given out are of a higher quality than, uh, than you would think on a, on a mass level. Higher quality. I like it. They better be a high quality. $800 for family. For, for that price, I know, right? But I'm just going to point that out there, you know? So. I, I, I appreciate it. Look, as someone who, until, until COVID, I did both Mickey's Not Scary and Mickey's Very Merry every year for years and years and years and years and years. I have not done it in the last couple of years. Um, and I, it, it is such... It's funny because I, you know, I think I enjoy Mickey's not so scary more just because we dress up as a family and we do all that. But there is just something special about seeing Santa come down Main Street and having the snow on Main Street. And it, it, that that entire time is just so much fun. And, you know, once again, it's never cold, cold in Florida, but it's cooler. You know, we, I've had nights where we had to buy sweaters and stuff like that. Like it, it can get chilly. Weather. Yeah, it's jeans weather. weather. Um I really do think if you've never done it, it needs to be on your Disney bucket list. You need to schedule a time to go. I recommend going, you know, mid late October or late mid to late November. I mean, and uh, and do that or early December and do it. Like, don't get too close to Christmas. It gets a little bit busier, stuff like that. But I, I just really think this party is something special, and I really think that everybody needs to put it on their Disney bucket list if you've not if you've not tried it because it is that great. And look, even if you even if you can't do the party, but you're going to be down there, there's still stuff going on in the Magic Kingdom Like while you're there. You still got the Frozen Holiday Surprise where Cinderella Castle, of course, dazzles the new experience that will illuminate the castle like never before, featuring Elsa, Anna, Olaf, Kristoff, and the Snogies. Uh, check it out during the regular park hours, it says. Uh, you got seasonal decor, which that is an epic, epic thing to see in the Magic Kingdom. If you ever want to watch a great um, kind of show, you'll have to YouTube it. Watch the little documentary they did about how they take down... Halloween and put up Christmas overnight it's in the pretty, Magic Kingdom. It's pretty bad, you know what? <laughs> it's 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 crazy. It's like quick. that's I can't clean I can't unload the dishwasher that fast. Like it's crazy how quickly they get it done. Uh and then of course Mike, the world famous Jingle Cruise. Yeah, I, I, that's something that's super cool. Uh, one of the few overlays that we do get, um, you know, you get to ride the Jungle Cruise with a little bit of a Christmas theme. I think that's super cool to do that. Uh, Joe, if you were uh, Joe, if you were going to pick another, a couple other attractions, like I, there's some really great ones around Disney that would be great for you know an overhaul, like an overlay of Christmas, and like I, I would love to see the Haunted Mansion get a Christmas overlay. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would too. <laughs> <laughs> I love Joe. I, love- <laughs> I mean, I would too. I think it'd be great. I mean, so you caught me off guard with that question, man. So I was I thinking would- about something else, but you know, I was like, "Well, what would be a good holiday overlay?" I you would know, like the too. Mansion, I was like, <laughs> "I would too. I would love to see it. Put a Christmas tree out front of that." So, yeah, pop, pop a wreath on that door. Let's do it. <laughs> 
They'd be Santa would be riding out. He'd be the hundredth ghost. I mean, I don't know, Mike, ghost, Mike save us. All right. Well, you know, if you happen to be riding the haunted mansion and they do an overlay and you're riding it with Joe, take the expression, the picture, you know, take a picture of his face because I'm sure it's going to be priceless and post it on our DDP Facebook page because that would definitely be a pick of the week. And my favorite thing every week is picks of the week. And uh, take it away, fellas. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. All right, guys, you know how much I love Picks of the Week. Uh, Joe, what do you got me? What's your pick of the week? So my pick of the week, it's a split between Disney and Universal slash SeaWorld, but it's my new favorite Canadians. I know Mike and Justin, we had a great time with them, and it's Kyle and Shannon McCammon. And uh, Shannon surprised Kyle for his 30th birthday, but essentially it's uh, a a various amount of pictures, everything from Saratoga Springs to their time at Universal uh, Orlando. And uh, we just had a, a blast with them. Uh, I probably have met them in a previous life before as I lived in the Metro Detroit area at one time. And we had a blast uh, getting to know them, becoming even closer friends. And it was a blast. So for that, uh, Kyle and Shannon get my picks of the week. Very cool. Great picks. Uh, Justin, what's your picks of the week? Yeah, I'm going with uh, Courtney Billadu. She said, having difficulty putting into words our Disneyland trip. It's been emotional and magical and everything I could have ever hoped for. It feels like our last trip before a shift from small kids to teenagers, and it's been so emotional for me to see the magic through their eyes. It's still amazing. Uh, it's still amazing me how Disney brings family together in such a beautiful way, full of memories we will never forget, and just some epic pictures. And, Courtney, that's, you put it perfectly. That's why we do this show. That's why we have this family, and that's why you guys are incredible is because you all understand that it's not the attractions, it's not the characters, it's the moments, and it's the memories that really make it special. And that's why this is, uh, this is such a great post and uh, absolutely, absolutely incredible. Keep those coming. She's, she's such a great part of the community. Love her. Yep. Very cool. Uh, my, pick of the, my pick of the week is going to go to another great part of our family, the Waldeman family. And uh, Benjamin posted pictures of a little meet and greet with they all dressed up. Halloween on the high seas. Even though we're talking about Christmas tonight, he definitely has my pick of the week with their costumes. Very cool. And enjoy your cruise. Absolutely love it. Guys, I love talking some Christmas in September. This is always fun. A lot of people are planning their vacations for November and December, and they want to know, hey, what are the things I must do, especially if you've not been in a long time? And this is the perfect episode for that. So super excited for uh, everyone to get your feedback. Head over to DDP today on Facebook. Make sure to join the family uh, Facebook page over there. And we're super excited to see you there to post your pictures, your memories. And maybe you'll be a pick of the week on an upcoming uh, show there. Uh, also, it is one of those things where I absolutely am super, super excited to talk about Basecamp. Look, we have been talking Basecamp now for a couple weeks. We're going to get up and running, really rolling with this charity, such an inspiring charity that helps kids with cancer, their families with cancer, uh, and we are going to be raising a ton of money through our DDP Sorcerers running team leading up to Marathon Weekend to help these kids uh, to get them through the fight of their lives just for a moment that they can have a breath and relax and know that they're not fighting alone because the DDP family is there for them. Uh, to get more information or to donate, you can go over to basecamp.org slash DDP4BC. That's basecamp.org slash DDP4BC. Over there, you can create your own team if you want to create a team and try to earn or try to raise as much money as possible uh, over there. But also, you can just do a one-time donation. Look, nothing's too small. Share the link. Uh, you can find it right below in the comments, but share the link. You know, make a donation. Anything you give is going to go to these kids. 100% of the donations go there. So we'll be talking about a lot over the next couple months, and uh, I'm excited to partner with the Sorcerers running team 
with a lot of other podcasts that we're going to be having come on, and uh, we're going to raise a ton of money for these kids. So some really, really cool stuff there uh, that we're super, super excited about. And, you know, I know, Joe, it's one of those things as we close this up, it's so important and so special uh, for us moving forward to be able to partner with Basecamp. Yeah, first of all, it's a great uh, doing some research and talking to my wife about it, who's in like this kind of this space with the, the the nonprofits. It's an amazing it's amazing what they do with the funds that they receive, um, and it's also going to make everybody's marathon weekend experience that much more memorable. Not only are you running to for your own personal goals, right? We all have different goals. We're all running different races for different reasons, but the fact that we're going to be raising money for such an amazing charity, doing selfless acts, especially during the holiday season, it just makes it that much more memorable. And the fact that we could do it, not only it's just the host doing it and the running team, but also all of you listeners and all of our DDP family out there as well, doing it together. It just, it just makes for like something that like, I can't wait to see what the final number is. And, and we get to give that money to the charity and make those dreams come true for those kids and those families. It's absolutely incredible. So really looking forward to uh, this training season and uh, you know how, what we do as a family. I think it's going to be great. Absolutely love it. Mike, let's close this thing up, man. We talked a little Christmas, but over on the uh, patron side, we're going to get into uh, some news coming out of Disney that they are planning to spend $60 billion in the next 10 years on the parks. We are going to give you our unfiltered uh, response to that and what we think, what we realistically think will happen over the next 10 years with the parks and give our opinions over there. But let's close it up on the Christmas side of things. Yeah, very cool. I've, I'm, you know, I'm still in the Halloween spirit. Uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, watching the kids you know, trick or treat in the neighborhood. And, you know, I'm off for Halloween this year, so it should be fun. So I don't want to rush it too much, but I enjoy talking about Christmas tonight. And uh, as soon as the uh, Halloween's over, I'm definitely going to be in that full mode Christmas mode, drinking my eggnog and wearing my ugly sweater. Do you like eggnog? I love eggnog. Well, really? Well, here's the thing. Eggnog's okay. I prefer Coquito. Coquito is like the Puerto Rican version of eggnog. And obviously, when I was in New York, I had a lot of Puerto Rican friends and people that I work with that are Puerto Rican. And it's, you know, you can, it's like making a salad. You can make a salad and it's good. But when someone else makes a salad for you, it's just always so much better. So I have. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, I it just, I don't know. So, um, I kind of miss that, and maybe I'll have to make a trip up to New York just to get some Coquito. Coquito is basically like a Puerto Rican eggnog, I guess is the best way to describe it, but it just has a little bit of a different flavor to it, and um, everybody kind of puts their own spin on it. We used to have a person at work that would make um, pistachio flavor, or they would make um, Nutella-flavored um, Coquito. We used to buy bottles of it all the time. It was one of my favorite things in the ho- you know Christmas time, and then me, obviously, being a supervisor in New York, I got a few you know gifted bottles to me, which was great, um, so I definitely love the Coquito. I miss that in New York, so I'll have to find somebody, some maybe some Puerto Rican friends down here that are good at making Coquito. There you go. I like it. Uh, well, guys, super, super exciting about the next couple months with DDP. Uh, and I'm super, super excited for the holidays. It's going to be a ton of fun, and I cannot wait to see everything that's coming to Disney. DDP Today family, I hope you have an amazing week. I hope you spread some cheer. I hope you make someone smile. Smile yourself. Stay positive. Stay uplifting and be the best version of yourself. We love you. We appreciate you. And until next week, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. Patreon standby. You're on deck. See you guys. There he is. (laughs) On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, 
That dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder. And that is a wrap. Perfect. Friends, till the end. This has been YDF Media Productions.